Hello, and a warm welcome to my Asthma Spotlight podcast. I'm Dr. Mark Levy. I'm a family doctor with a special interest in asthma. My aim is to help people with asthma and also their caregivers to understand more about this disease and how to stay safe. I will share lots of information about asthma. However, I will not be able to answer any personal medical questions for which you should really consult your own doctor. The opinions I express in the Asthma Spotlight podcast are my own and they are not intended as and shall not be understood or construed as medical, health or professional advice of any kind. Please do see the disclaimer details in the podcast description. I'm Sandra and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. So, why is asthma sometimes such a dangerous disease? I guess you know that we need to breathe oxygen from the air into our lungs to stay alive. Asthma is potentially dangerous because if it goes out of control and you have a flare-up or an attack, that results in reduced ability to breathe in with the result that your body gets less oxygen, which can be dangerous. Asthma is a disease of the lungs with its ongoing irritation or inflammation which is smouldering away all of the time in the background. And in addition, this disease can flare up with attacks without much warning. So in this episode, I'm going to go back to basics to try and help you to understand more about asthma. What does the disease do to the lungs and how does this affect your life? So asthma is a fairly common disease. It affects people of all ages and is the commonest chronic disease in childhood. So how does asthma affect your body? Asthma, as I said, is a disease of the lungs, where the air passages get narrowed, with the result that it's difficult to breathe oxygen into your lungs. Now before I go into more detail on asthma itself, let me explain some things about what the lungs are and what they do. Now you'll know that our organs in our bodies need oxygen to survive. 
and the lungs are basically responsible for getting oxygen from the air into our bodies. The second function of the lungs is to get rid of carbon dioxide gas that builds up in the body. And this carbon dioxide gas could be harmful if left without being got rid of. Now humans have two lungs, one on the right side and one on the left side of the chest. The main windpipe, called the trachea, starts in your throat, travels down to the centre of your chest where it splits into two branches, one for the left lung and one for the right lung. Then those branches split into lots of smaller air passages which end up eventually into small air sacs that are in contact with the bloodstream. So oxygen is carried from the mouth and the nose as we breathe in, goes down those air passages all the way into the tiny air sacs in the lungs. And those air sacs come in contact with the blood vessels carrying the red blood cells, which then collect the oxygen and leave the carbon dioxide behind in the lungs, so it can be got rid of by breathing it out. So if the lungs cannot get enough oxygen in, and they cannot get rid of carbon dioxide, our lives would be at risk. And that's why asthma is such a potentially dangerous disease, and why people sometimes can die from an asthma attack. Sadly, the fact that people can die from asthma is not widely known, and as a result, many people do not take this disease seriously. I'll never forget when we started to do the United Kingdom National Review of Asthma Deaths in 2011. There was a front-page newspaper article in the United Kingdom, in one of the major newspapers, with a story about a man who died suddenly from asthma. His wife was understandably very shocked and was quoted by the journalist as saying that no one had told them that asthma could cause someone to die. So I'm not sharing this information about asthma deaths to frighten you. In fact, very few people, relatively speaking, die from asthma. But although some people do die from this disease, my key message is that most asthma attacks and most asthma deaths are preventable. And in fact, that's one of the main reasons why I started this podcast series was to give you enough information to help you to protect yourself by making sure that your asthma is well controlled. So one of the main features of asthma is that these symptoms come and go. So somebody could be 100% fit one day and in hospital fighting for breath on another day. And so because this disease causes these symptoms to come and go, Asthma can be very difficult to diagnose because when you consult your doctor, you might be 100% normal on examination. Now, another reason it's difficult to diagnose is because there is no single test which we can do which confirms that somebody has asthma. So the cause of asthma is not really known. However, there are a number of different types of asthma which can be recognized by doctors and by people with asthma. One kind is called allergic asthma, and this type of asthma is passed down in families. It sometimes skips generations, so you might have a grandparent and a grandchild with asthma, 
or we might skip a few generations. Now, these families may also have other allergic diseases, for example, hay fever, allergy to drugs like antibiotics, allergy to animals like cats, dogs and horses, allergy to foods, and there are many other kinds of allergies. So because this type of asthma is present in families, and the reason why I'm sharing this information is that if you or a family member attend a doctor's surgery for a consultation for respiratory symptoms, as coughing, wheezing or shortness of breath, it's helpful to mention if there are any allergic diseases in the family. And this will help the doctor to make a diagnosis. Other types of asthma include, firstly, asthma that is not allergic and doesn't run in families. There's another kind which starts in adulthood, which is called late-onset asthma, and this might develop after a chest infection. And another kind of asthma that happens in people who work in jobs which expose them to substances that can cause an allergic reaction, which results in asthma. And this is called occupational asthma. While this is not the same as allergic asthma, where the tendency to develop asthma is passed down in families, this asthma results from exposure to substances at work. And this kind of asthma is called occupational asthma. Now this can of course occur in somebody with a family history of allergies. Some examples of these jobs are people working in shellfish industries, people working in bakeries where there's lots of flour dust in the air, farmers can sometimes get occupational asthma, people working in glue factories or the paint industry can also get occupational asthma. Now a clue that you might have occupational asthma is if you get more symptoms when you're at work compared to when you're away from work. In other words, if you feel better when you're away from work and you're not getting respiratory symptoms away from work, you may have occupational asthma and this is something to discuss with your doctor because you might need to see an occupational asthma specialist. Occupational asthma can actually be cured if it's discovered early enough and you're either removed from that work environment or if exposure to the substance that's causing your asthma is removed from your workplace. Now some people first develop occupational rhinitis, that's a, an inflammation of the nose, and this causes symptoms in the nose like hay fever symptoms, for example sneezing, itching nose, and runny nose. And this is caused by exposure to something at work that you've become allergic to. So if you find that you start getting symptoms like this that are worse at work, you may be at risk of later developing occupational asthma. And if this happens, again, you should discuss this with your doctor who might be able to help with a diagnosis or you might need to be referred to an occupational um, health physician or specialist. Now, asthma development in some people is also associated with smoking and exposure to secondhand smoke. And this is exposure to someone who smokes cigarettes in the home. Hold up. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. So moving on, generally speaking, there are essentially two kinds of diseases, acute diseases and chronic diseases. Acute diseases don't last very long. And an example of an acute disease is a virus infection, which usually clears up and you feel better afterwards. A chronic disease is an ongoing disease that continues to be there for a long time, often forever. Now, sometimes acute diseases can become chronic, like what happened to some people who got COVID. They ended up with what we now call long COVID which is now a chronic ongoing disease for that person. In asthma, we have a disease that's really a mixture of both acute and chronic diseases, where there's an ongoing underlying process of chronic inflammation, which smolders on in the background and also causes acute or sudden flare-ups that can happen from time to time. So this asthma inflammation smolders away at a low level all of the time. And sometimes this gets worse in the form of flare-ups, which are also called attacks. So asthma is therefore a chronic disease that needs ongoing treatment in addition to treatment of the attacks. The inflammation causes three things to happen. First, the muscles around the air passages become very twitchy or irritable at times, and this results in tightening or spasm of the muscles, which then causes narrowing of the air passages. Remember I told you that the air passages are like little tubes. So the second thing that happens as a result of the inflammation is that the walls of these tubes swell up, and this is due to collection of fluid and inflammatory cells. And as a result, this narrows the space inside those tubes. The third result of inflammation is that you get collections of cells and mucus inside the air passages themselves. And this is often coughed up in the form of phlegm, which can be yellowish and thick. And this is often mistakenly thought to be due to infection. It's not. It's actually caused by asthma. So as a result of the blockage of the air passages in this way, it becomes very difficult for the lungs to get oxygen in and carbon dioxide out because you're having to breathe through much narrower tubes inside the lungs. The inflammation, as I've said, is present in the lungs all of the time. 
in people who've got asthma. However, the amount of inflammation changes, and so sometimes the passages are tight, and at other times they're normal or wide open. And those of you that have children with asthma will be aware that a child can be up all night having an asthma attack or uncontrolled asthma, and when you go and see the doctor the next day, the child is fit enough to be running around the surgery, and nobody believes you when you say the child was ill the night before. And this is the nature of asthma. The symptoms come and go, as does the inflammation. It flares up and down with time due to different exposures to substances and environmental factors. So asthma is a chronic ongoing disease that's also prone to acute episodes, as I said, called flare-ups or exacerbations or attacks. And these flare-ups can occur suddenly, sometimes without any warning at all. But many attacks develop slowly, which gives you an opportunity to implement your self-management plan provided by your doctor to help you prevent an attack from developing. Now, many attacks happen when you're exposed to something that your body reacts against. And these are called triggers or trigger factors of asthma. There are many, many triggers, and most people with asthma will recognize which ones spark off their attacks. Common triggers include viral or other infections, exposure to substances like pollen, for example, grass, tree or flower pollen, and that will account for symptoms at different times of the year. Other triggers include exposure to animals like cats, dogs, horses, uh, exposure to smoke or fumes or perfumes, and also some foods can cause asthma. You're probably aware of the term anaphylaxis, where somebody who um, eats something or comes in contact with something that they're very allergic to could have a sudden severe attack which could result in their death. Now, often, um, if you're allergic to food, you don't get those sudden bad anaphylactic reactions, but you could develop an asthma attack. And so it's very important that if you know that you're allergic to certain foods or medications even, like antibiotics, that you avoid exposure to these and even that you carry emergency medication with you to treat these sudden exposures if you are very allergic to them. Now it's important to be aware of your triggers um, because you could then anticipate and reduce the chances of being exposed either by avoiding exposure or in some cases by increasing your preventer medication according to your doctor's advice, usually in the form of a self-management plan. So I hope this has given you a good idea of what asthma is. Also, you've probably got a good idea now of how we treat asthma by targeting the inflammation with the aim of preventing attacks and by treating the flare-ups or attacks in a different way with different kinds of medication. I will deal with the treatment in more detail in future episodes, but for now it's useful to understand that the treatment is aimed mainly at suppressing or reducing the inflammation, and the main drug that we use is called a corticosteroid, 
in the form of an inhaler. During a bad attack, when there's swelling of the walls or the air passages and you've got phlegm blocking them so that it's very difficult to breathe, we use stronger corticosteroid tablets. The blue short-acting reliever inhalers work by relieving the muscle spasm around the air passages. Now these are really emergency drugs to be used to treat symptoms and attacks. They only work for a short time and they won't do anything to reduce the underlying cause of the asthma, that is the inflammation. And I will discuss this in more detail in another episode. So in summary, the key messages from this podcast episode are number one, the two main functions of our lungs is to get oxygen into our bodies and to get rid of carbon dioxide, which itself can be very harmful if it builds up in our bodies. Second, asthma is a chronic ongoing disease that causes ongoing inflammation or irritation of the air passages of the lungs. So it's there all of the time. Asthma is also prone to acute episodes that can occur suddenly, sometimes without warning, often after exposure to trigger factors. And the fourth take-home message is that because many asthma attacks develop slowly, maybe over weeks, where you may be coughing or wheezing or even waking up at night due to your asthma, you've got time to use your self-management plan from your doctor to take appropriate action and prevent this from getting worse. Number five, during an attack, the air passages in the lungs get very narrowed and sometimes block almost completely. And as a result, it becomes very difficult to breathe in enough oxygen. And that's why asthma is potentially dangerous. Finally, and this is really a message for parents, and this relates to delays in diagnosis of asthma, particularly in children. Many years ago, I did a research study which showed that it was taking an average of 17 consultations for respiratory symptoms with a doctor um, before the diagnosis of asthma was made. This problem relates to lack of continuity of care, especially if you're not seeing the same doctor every time you attend for medical help. And so if your child is having repeated episodes of coughing, wheezing, or shortness of breath, maybe in response to viral infections, it's worth mentioning when you consult for medical help that this has been happening, and this might help to reduce the time that it takes to diagnose asthma, if indeed that's what's going on with your child. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Thank you for listening to my podcast. If you found this helpful, and I hope you did, please click the like and the follow buttons and share this podcast. Please do send me any feedback or questions to my email address, asthmaspotlight at gmail.com, and I'll do my best to answer these in future episodes.